1: Hey,
0: man, by Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out online at CruiseRadio.net. Since cruise ship excursions can be expensive a lot of times, we like to try and give you some alternatives. So we talked to listener Scott, and he'll share his ideas with us. And uh, Doug, you've explored Alaska quite a bit. Yeah, I've been there a few times. So uh, what you got for us on tap? Um, well, <laughs> Matt, I, uh, as we gather around the microphone.
2: Yeah, I actually talked to a listener Matt Meshler from Boca Raton about the uh, Disney Wonder, and uh, he'll give us his review later on. But first,
0: Stuart, here on the cruise guys. Here, hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Once again, Norwegian is letting the general public name their upcoming ships. Where can we submit names, and when are the new ships coming out?
3: Well, that's a little incorrect. NCL's not allowing anyone to do anything. What? Yeah, and they they didn't do it uh, the last time. In fact, uh, for the last uh, two ships for Norwegian Breakaway and Norwegian Getaway, uh, when they had the, you know, there's a contest they did in conjunction with USA Today,
2: Mm
3: -hmm. uh, Breakaway and Getaway were the two least voted for names.
2: So how does that work then?
3: Well, I think they're just getting uh, some suggestions. You know, they're allowing people to, to vote, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to use the names. Like True. they did in the last two.
2: Gotcha. But
3: um what they did do is they did start a contest to get, you know, some excitement for their ships. Um, you know, the two breakaway plus ships. Um and uh they're they're allowing you to enter between now and September twenty fourth, two thousand thirteen. You can go to their Facebook page and uh enter enter there. You know, it's always uh, fun. I mean the ships will be uh you know these will be 163,000 tons mm-hmm. so it'll be uh, slightly larger than uh, the two current ships uh, breakaway and the upcoming getaway and um, you know it's a nice way to have some interaction between the cruise lines.
2: Get some buzz going. Not exactly. bad. So we also read today that a Norwegian is getting all fancy going uh touch screens on all of their ships fleet wide by twenty fifteen. Now that's kinda like uh what Royal Caribbean has uh on their Oasis class ships.
3: They have it on the Oasis and Allure of the Seas, but uh, they also, you know, have stuff I think it's on Radians as well, where they've made some uh additions. But you know, Royal Caribbean has, has taken these touchscreens and put them on a lot of the ships, and they do various things, but NCL is kind of taking it one step farther where you're actually going to be able to, uh, ha- ha- there's going to be some interaction. Uh, you'll be able to make reservations in restaurants, their entertainment venues, uh, shore excursions, uh, as well as, uh, you know, communicate with a, uh, a personal uh, concierge, and you'll also be able to order Beverages, flowers, and dining packages, which really begs to—why diff- don't you just do that in your cabin? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you want to stand in the hall and do that uh, on a on a touch screen with uh, maybe I don't know 10, 20 people walking by? We <laughs> can do that from the comfort of your of your cabin.
0: Royal Caribbean has also tightened up cruise ship smoking. What they change?
3: Well, they will no longer allow smoking on the balconies, mm-hmm. which is consistent with uh, several other cruise lines that uh, have made that change. And uh, so beginning January 1st, 2014, not only can you not smoke in the cabin, but you can't smoke on the balcony.
2: Carnival is suing the internet provider MSAT because of a contract. What happened here?
3: Well, it's actually uh, MTN Satellite Communications that they're suing. And essentially Carnival is stating that uh, they capped their bandwidth, meaning MTN capped Carnival's bandwidth on many of their ships, which uh, created some communication break, breakdowns. Um, you know, People were not able to send and receive email. The ship may not have been able to conduct uh, business. Uh, credit card sales and approvals may have had problems. And, and also passengers not being able to use the Internet or use reduced speeds. Carnival's alleging, or Carnival notified MTN that they will not be renewing their contract.
2: Who else is out there then?
3: Well, Harris, uh, which okay. is uh, a company that uh, Royal Caribbean went with because of the uh, poor uh, connection speeds uh, provided by MTN. So that is who Carnival said, uh, I mean, they're, they're going with, but the point is that Carnival said, we're not, we we don't plan to renew the contract with you. And then all of a sudden they're having bandwidth issues. So essentially hmm. they, they believe that MTM essentially uh, put a cap on their service and you know, essentially uh, caused uh, harm to their business.
2: Are we talking about Carnival Cruise Lines or all of Carnival Corp?
3: This was Carnival Cruise Lines okay. specifically. Each of the brands essentially work uh, and operate uh, contractually uh, independent of each mm-hmm. other um, when dealing with uh, many uh, sur- suppliers.
2: Boydies 150 guest Viking long ships are popular. Viking River Cruise has announced late last week that they're uh, launching two more long ships for 2014. Popular, huh?
3: Well, Doug, it is incredibly popular. So they're actually going to be uh, inaugurating not uh, twelve but fourteen new longboats in 2014. So I guess we kind of call it the fourteen and fourteen hmm. for uh, Viking River, and it is due to their popularity. Um, you know, they they, they claim that uh, essentially that uh, over the last three years they will have introduced thirty new ships. In a three-year period, which is just astonishing, when you look at the you know the growth, the essentially the growth rate in the riverboat business, which is about nine percent, they're they're growing at an average of twenty-two percent uh, per year versus essentially four percent annual growth for the other river cruise lines. So it's a it's a staggering number.
2: Yeah, so that's like thirty long ships is what like four thousand and something. So. It's basically so it's, like, it's like one, one big cruise ship, cruise ship.
3: right? Yeah. So it's it's not an enormous amount of people they have to put on each ship, yeah. in order to make it work. But I mean, right now with more people wanting to do it, you know, I, I guess at some point you'll wind up with you know quite a traffic jam somewhere at some point,
2: <laughs> log jam.
3: <laughs> but um, you know, hey, you know, it's uh, more power to them. Yeah, awesome. It That's seems good, to be for, a them. good market for them.
0: We have a listener question from James Burns on Facebook. He writes. I haven't heard any news on the Carnival Freedom's extensive 2014 dry dock. Is this still going to happen? And what will she receive?
3: Well, Matt, um, Carnival actually never said what they were going to be doing to Carnival Freedom. So when they announced, you know, they they, they were a lot, several of the other ships back in 2012, where they laid out the schedule for 2013 and 2014. uh, Carnival Freedom really hasn't been discussed as far as what, features are going to be added. What we do know is that uh, the ship will be uh, out of service um, beginning around uh, March 30th of 2014, mm-hmm. and our first sailing back isn't going to be until May 19th, 2014.
2: So a good six weeks.
3: So it's, it's, it's quite a it's quite a long time that uh, it's not going to be in service. Like I said, they haven't uh, stated what implementations. Uh, or what additions uh, they're going to be making to the ship. So it it will be uh, interesting, and we can certainly follow up uh, on a future show. All right. Thank you, Stuart. My pleasure.
0: Cruise Radio News,
3: now trending at cruiseradio.net.
0: For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. tripinsurance.com. Joining us now is listener Matt Meschler from Boca Raton,
2: Florida. Matt, welcome to Cruise Radio, man.
4: Oh, thank you very much.
2: So uh, you you did Disney Wonder out of um, Vancouver. How was it actually getting into Vancouver and uh, getting to the cruise port from your hotel or the airport?
4: Well, we stayed right by the cruise port. There were several hotels there. So we literally just walked about a block and it it was great.
2: I assume you go through customs when you fly into Vancouver?
4: Yeah, at the Vancouver airport. It went very, very easy. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, on the way out, when we left, through the Vancouver airport, you do U.S. customs okay. so that you can fly to the U.S. and not have to deal with anything on your, on your return.
2: Was, uh, was one easier than the other? or
4: They were both very easy.
2: Oh, very cool. Uh, so how was embarkation uh, once you got to the cruise pier in Vancouver?
4: It was, it was a piece of cake. We went through the cruise pier. There were uh, two ships, and you just uh, walked through the uh, terminal. It was a beautiful terminal, and um, they pointed you where to go. Checked in. They have, um, Disney has, you know, the different loyalty programs, you know, gold, silver, platinum. So, gold went to gold, silver went to silver, platinum went to platinum. Everybody else went somewhere else. And it was almost equal. So, yeah, real easy.
2: Very cool. Was this your first time on Disney Wonder? It was. What was your first impression of the ship?
4: It was, it was beautiful. Um, you know, my kids wanted to go. I'm not the biggest, uh, fan of cruising, even though I love your show. Right. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But the, um, it was it was it was it was clean. It was well well themed, well decorated. Um, we w- the first place we went was called the Cadillac Lounge, mm-hmm. and it was just a beautiful bar, like nicer than any bar you'd go to on shore.
2: Now I've never sailed Disney, but if it's anything like the resorts down in Orlando, do they kind of have that warm Disney kind of
4: welcoming feel
2: once you get on board?
4: Exactly, you you really felt you were in a special place.
2: Very cool. Now, uh, your stateroom, let's talk about that. What kind of stateroom did you have, and was it adequate for you and your family?
4: It was very nice. We had um, two connecting rooms with a balcony, so that way the kids could kind of have their own room. I need my space a little bit. Sure. And we had the balcony, which um, on on my last cruise, I didn't have a balcony. It was Mm -hmm. very enjoyable. And especially to Alaska, because you had just such amazing scenery outside. Um, So it was nice to just be able to look out your window or Sit on the balcony and just see, see, you know the reason. He Everything, came to yeah, and it's
2: like if you're sailing to Alaska, you're almost foolish not to book a balcony.
4: Yeah, I would agree with that.
2: So you put your stuff in your stateroom and you go out to get your uh, get some food. What do you think about the food on board?
4: The food was very good. Very, uh, the buffet is for lunch, the high quality. It was uh, easy to get through. Um, pretty much, you know, help yourself, serve yourself you know, drinks. There was a 24-hour beverage station, uh-huh. which uh, here's a funny story. Uh, halfway through, the uh, 20-ounce cups were just gone, and there was only these very, very small paper <laughs> cups and no lids. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I see somebody walking with the, the full-size cups. Uh-huh. So I ask him where he got it. He says, oh, I've been on a Disney cruise before. I have these in my room and lids. <laughs> he walked away, and I said to just, the people next to me, I, I, oh, my God, did you hear that? He just stole a whole bunch of cups on the first day so that he would have plenty of cups throughout the uh, throughout the week. Well, you know, you got to admire
2: how ballsy that is. Yeah. <laughs> Disney really goes out of the way when it comes to dining as far as the dining room themes and such. Um, How was the overall dining experiences in the actual sit-down, like, main dining rooms and such?
4: So there were three restaurants for dinner. There's the main dining room. Uh, Triton but they t- they tell you on a loop, you go to each of the three restaurants in kind of order, mm-hmm. but you have the same waiter each time, so okay. we were at table forty five every night, even if we were in different restaurants, even though we had the same waiter, so we went to each restaurant twice, and it was just a way not to get bored and um, they all had different themes, and it was uh it worked out real nice. We had the early seating mm-hmm. uh the early seating. At 5.45, you see the 8.15 show. Cool. The late seating, you see the early show. So it's a flip.
2: Nice. Now, I've been docked next to Disney Wonder a couple of times, and outside the ship just looks jammed, packed full of entertainment with the water slides, the big screens, and uh, all that stuff. Is this the case? Yeah, there's a lot. Um,
4: If you go, the main outside top deck is deck nine. Mm -hmm. So there's a little kid pool, an everybody else kid pool, and an adult-only quiet pool. Right which the adult's only pool was very, very nice and had much nicer uh, chairs and furniture and a nice bar. But the middle one, the pool just for everyone, the main pool had a big, giant screen. They called it Funnel Vision. They played Disney movies or sometimes had a view of what was in front of the boat. They were all just great places to be. One more thing on the outside is Above it, on deck 10, that went around nine, you had um, these great sports courts. There was a basketball court, a soccer court, i couldn't get my son off of huh, nice at the, at the very very front of the ship you had three ping pong tables and some foosball tables and on that same level 10 on the back is where they have the adult only restaurant do
2: they stick to the no kids allowed in there
4: it, it was 18 or over
2: okay gotta appreciate so we didn't that.
4: go even though my daughter said no my no me and my brother will have dinner alone and you guys could go it was it was all good
2: now funny story matt because uh we were actually in ketchikan the same day i was getting off of um the wilderness adventurer and you were actually one of your port stops was ketchikan so let's talk about the ports that you hit in southeast alaska what ports were they
4: we went to skagway mm-hmm. juneau and ketchikan on the schedule was tracy arm but until i got on the boat i didn't realize that you don't actually get off in tracy arm
2: <laughs> Me, I, I learned that the hard way too <laughs>
4: <laughs> but it was great this you see icebergs floating around you see the glaciers you see all kinds of natures and we saw a seal being born. Wow. You, yeah. get any, you get any pictures of it? I don't think I got pictures of, of the moment, but I do have some pictures of the baby seal. It didn't come out as good as I'd hoped, but it was very surreal because we're standing on the bridge of the, of the wonder with Mickey Mouse. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. And, and we see all this nature, and we see an eagle swoop down, and it was just insane.
2: I tell everybody that Alaska is almost like you're living a postcard. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what was your favorite port that you hit in Alaska? Yeah,
4: you know, the ports were more about the excursion, what you did in the ports. You know, you, you get off the boat, and there's Diamonds International, which you know, yeah. it's <laughs> like it's like being in the Caribbean. Sure, it's it's all about what what you did in the shore excursions. In Juneau, we had taken a helicopter ride up to the top of a glacier that where there was a dog camp did 177 dogs for the whole summer Ow. on the up on this glacier and uh, we we went dog sledding and you can go miles in any direction there wouldn't be anything um we went for about 20 minutes and it was just it was so much fun
2: How was that lumberjack show in Ketchikan? I know you were in there and I walked by it a couple of times.
4: Uh, it's a little cheesy. Uh-huh. Um you know, it's not for a grown-up. If you're going with the kids it's yeah. it's, it's all right. It, it was it was fun. I was probably hoping for a little bit more.
2: On these Disney sailings, do the characters really interact with the kids?
4: There's a lot of character interaction. Um, there's Mostly it's posed. Mm-hmm. You, you know the, They'll tell you where the character will be, and you can line up with them. And I was enjoying that even after my kids went to sleep. I enjoyed seeing Mickey Mouse and Goofy and all the different outfits and right. Chip and Dale. On some of these shore excursions we did see... Uh, Chippendale or Donald, mm-hmm. we did a, a, a panning for gold excursion. Okay. And, the, and they had come out to join us because it was a, a reserved Disney only time. Yeah. At the, at the camp, Lyresville camp in, in that was in Skagway. Cool. We were panning for gold and it was fun. And it was kind of fun to see Donald Duck and Chippendale with us.
2: Very cool. That's awesome. Do you have any tips for listeners that may be considering an Alaska cruise on Disney cruise lines?
4: I would definitely just read up on different guidebooks about the different destinations. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell us a lot about the destinations. There was a shopping lecture, but I'm 40 years old. You don't have to tell me yeah. how to buy a watch.
2: <laughs> exactly.
4: Um, but if you wanted to learn about the destination a little bit before you got there, and the other thing is plan your excursions mm-hmm. because there's not much to do in some of these towns sure. if you don't have a plan. We were in Skagway for several hours with nothing to do. And there's not a lot going on there.
2: And I've got to say, like, um, Alaska, I kind of compare to the European ports where you actually have to have a game plan. You can't just get off the ship like you do in Cozumel and say, hey, we're going to do this, because you're going to get off the ship and be like, What are we going to do today? So definitely pre-plan your excursions on an Alaska cruise. He is listener Matt Meschler from Boca Raton, Florida. Matt, thank
0: you so much for being on Cruise Radio. Have a good one.
4: Oh, thank you. And I'm glad we got the chance to talk.
0: Oftentimes, we try and suggest alternatives to the cruise ship excursions because sometimes it can be pretty expensive. Listener Scott is with us and experienced the Sheridan Nassau Beach Resort and Casinos, Bahamas. Scott, how was it?
1: That's a great question because many, you know, you and I have been to Nassau many many times and you go to the Atlantis. Atlantis is great. It's a great place to go. It is expensive. You're having to deal with the cruise ship's passengers and a lot of, you know, just a lot of crowds and it's expensive. So yeah, the Sheraton Nassau Beach Resort and Casino is a great alternative for you. You get off the ship, go past that little welcome area, grab a cab, 7 bucks per person, 15 minute cab ride mm-hmm. over there. And it's you can get a day pass. And that's something I think is really important. Because if you want to go and just hang out on the beach, you got the kids with you, and you're just looking to do something different, and if you're on a budget. And what's interesting is they have three packages. They have the gold package, the silver package, and the bronze. And I'll just touch on them real quick. The gold package, which is like for adults, 74 bucks, And the kids are 37 bucks, ages 4 to 12. Includes breakfast and lunch. Uh, they have access to the beach and the pool, the standard amenities, uh, towels, and so forth. They have the silver package, which includes lunch and two non-alcoholic drinks. Now, the one that I did, Doug, was the bronze package, and that's beach and pool pass only. Because here's the deal. You and I will be on the ship. We're going to eat as much as we can for breakfast, and boom, get off the ship. Thank you for clarifying that. The bronze (laughs) package uh, includes access to the beach and the pool and all the standard amenities. Now, that includes just like standard stuff. I'm not saying jet ski or anything like that. It's just like the kayaks and just the standard things. It does include towels, and adults are $30 per person. Kids are $15. So if you just want to go hang out on the beach, relax, watch kids frolic. Yeah, because it's located in Cable Beach, which is um, an up-and-coming
2: area on the island right now, because I was actually just there uh, recently, too. But uh, what did you think about the pools and stuff there? Because I'll tell you what, I thought you could go to a pool and not have anybody in there,
1: because there were so many of them. And they were big, too. Yeah, the pools are really neat, and that's just a fun thing to do, Doug, because You got the kids and you're having fun and just frolicking around and playing and just having some great memories, man. I tell you, you got the different pools and they got this one pool that has like a waterfall, which is cool. You stand underneath that thing. I think I enjoyed not having to take a towel off this ship because
2: one, you run the risk of having to buy the towel for $22. And then secondly, it's just convenient to dry off, drop the towel off and get back to the ship carrying uh, as less stuff as possible. You're
1: precisely right. Because that's the one thing that's frustrated me on cruises too, Doug, is I got to show your card key. Like if you're at the Serenity area on the Carnival ship, here's your card key. You got to sign out for it. Oh God, if you don't return it, 20 bucks, you know, crazy.
2: I should also say that there is a a free beach right there uh, by the pier in Nassau, but I wouldn't really call it a beach because it's in the bay there, right? Right. Would right. You, it would looks you say pretty. That? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a free public beach, but I'm talking about if you want a real beach with clear water and you know snorkeling opportunities and everything like that, I would definitely uh, head down the Cable Beach to the Nassau.
1: Well, I have heard this. This is just a rumor. I don't know this from personal experience, but that free beach you're talking about, mm-hmm. the locals will come up and approach you as selling yeah, drugs. Yeah, they would. Yeah, seriously. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So I would definitely encourage you to stay away from that free beach. Wow. Okay. Well, with
0: that said, Scott Lara, (laughs) thanks for being on Cruise Radio, man. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. All right. That's going to do it. Don't forget about our app. Free for iPhone users and only 99 cents for our Droid users.
2: We also have a call-in line now, 888-429-4334. If you have any listener comments or anything like that you want to leave us, uh, give us a call. Once again, 888-429-4334. It's also in the show notes.
0: From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. This is Cruise Radio. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.